Before we jump into this episode, you know that I love collaborating with other business owners because the more we support each other, the more we will collectively grow. And that's why I want to tell you about an incredible event that I am thrilled to be part of, hosted by one of our wonderful podcast guests, Wendy Collier. You're invited to experience Ticket to Freedom in its 10th season. This free event is a virtual learning retreat with business building and spiritual growth gifts where myself and a panel of other heart-centered, high-integrity leaders are helping you fulfill your purpose, grow your business with authenticity and soul fuel, and attract more soulmate clients without sacrificing what is most important to you or spending your life on social media. And you know I am all about all of those things. So head over to wendycollier.com slash Kelly to save your free seat before registration closes on May the 7th. That's W-E-N-D-Y-C-O-L-L-I-E-R.com forward slash K-E-L-L-Y. The reality is most ideal client avatar exercises out there suck. There's a 100% chance that you've probably done one already if you've been in any kind of business program. It's something that's included in everything because you need to know who you're talking to. You need to know who you're serving. You need to have an understanding of your audience and of your market for your business. So it is a very important thing to get right. This is the Entrepreneur School Podcast, where we believe you can run a thriving business and still make your family a priority. This show is all about supporting you, the emerging or early stage entrepreneur on your journey from solopreneur to CEO while wearing all of the other hats in your life. My name is Kelly Sinclair, and I'm a brand and marketing strategist who started a business with two kids under three. I'm a corporate PR girl turned entrepreneur after I learned the hard way that life is too short to waste doing things that burn you out. On this show, you'll hear inspiring stories from other business owners on their journey and learn strategies to help you grow a profitable business while making it all fit into the life that you want. Welcome to Entrepreneur School. So I don't know what you thought when you started your own business in terms of like how your days would look. I think that we might have some completely unrealistic expectations. And for the longest time, it would actually make me angry if things would not go the way that I planned. Like I like planning. I like figuring out a schedule. I like to have a to-do list and I like to get it done. And then something will happen. Like my kid will wake up at 2 a.m. puking and then she's not going to school. And then she's puking again. And then I'm washing a floor. And then I'm washing a duvet cover. <laughs> and then I'm trying to get the other kid out the door to school and figure out someone to take her there so that I don't have to take the little one. And all of this like in real time is ruining the fact that I'm supposed to record a podcast episode today. So this is happening. This is my actual day <laughs> today. And I am now like, seven hours behind when I thought I was going to record this episode, but I'm showing up and I'm doing it anyway, because I just, I actually wanted to tell you this story, which has nothing to do with the topic of this podcast, but 
just a little insertion of entrepreneurship in real life. Because the other thing is that I injured my elbow and I needed to go to acupuncture and I wanted to make sure I could actually get that appointment. So I had to call grandma and get her to come over and sit here with my sick kid while I went to my appointment and then got back and realized, oh, I have uh, purchased the school lunch today for my kid who's sick. So now I have to go to the school and pick up the lunch and bring it home. And then I get a message from the school saying the other kid forgot a permission slip that needs to be there today. So then I have to go back to the school and come back here. So I'm laughing about this and I'm actually sharing that this is a huge progress for me that I can laugh about all these things happening today and actually be grateful that I have the flexibility to be able to do all of these things and I can be resourceful and figure it out. When at one point in time, I would just be like so angry. I would be mad that I'm the one who has to deal with this. This has disrupted my daily plan. So I don't know if you've ever felt like that too. And I just want to share that both are okay. <laughs> it's it's okay to resent that you have to be the one who deals with all the things. And it's also okay to do all the things and allow those things to take priority over the things that you maybe planned on doing. So that's my introduction. <laughs> But what I wanted to come on today and why I'm still doing this podcast anyway, is that I wanted to share with you some tips around identifying your niche. And in particular, talk about the top two mistakes that you're making when it comes to choosing a niche for your business. Because the reality is most ideal client avatar exercises out there suck there's a 100% chance that you've probably done one already if you've been in any kind of business program. It's something that's included in everything because you need to know who you're talking to. You need to know who you're serving. You need to have an understanding of your audience and of your market for your business. So it is a very important thing to get right. So let's not spend time focusing on the pieces of it that don't matter at all. So the first thing, the first mistake that you're making when it comes to your ICA is that you're focusing on demographics way too much. So I'll caveat that and say that there are certain demographics that may be relevant to you. Um, and so definitely pay attention to those. But in most cases, a lot of these exercises will get you to kind of create a persona, name her, how old is she, how many kids does she have, what kind of purse does she carry, what is her favorite color, what magazines does she read, who cares. What really matters when it comes to your audience is understanding their beliefs and their values so that you can speak to them at that level. That's where you're going to be able to build trust and create rapport and get them to listen to you and get them to be willing to buy from you because they, you understand them. You understand what they believe in and you share beliefs with them. It, I'll summarize because I can't remember the exact quote, but in one of Simon Sinek's many, many amazing TED Talks, he talks, about, he talks a lot about people and culture, right? And, and even buyers, and how people don't buy from you because they want the thing you have. They buy from you because they want to be a part of the thing that you represent. So it's more about understanding their values and connecting there. 
because there's there's so many people like at this point in time there are countless other people who do exactly what you do so these are the ways that you can stand out and build your brand as an authority in your space so i want you to think about your ideal client's values and beliefs that you share that will help you to get more narrowed in on who they are. So let me give you an example. If you are a holistic healer, then your ideal client believes in the value of holistic modalities because there are definitely people who don't. And that's always a good way to test whether you're being specific. If you can ask yourself the question, is there an opposite of this? Because if there's an opposite of that, it means that you're being specific. You're going to help carve out a little piece of the market for yourself in that you're not trying to convince people to believe in alternative modalities and holistic practices when it comes to health and wellness. You're going to find people who already do. And then you're going to take them on the journey to buying from you because they're going to build trust with you and you're speaking to them already. If you've ever felt like you're banging your head against the wall <laughs> with your audience, it's maybe because you're trying to reach, cast too big of a net and reach people who don't already share some of the important beliefs that they need to have in order to actually be a perfect fit client for you. So the second mistake is, you're probably going to guess, that you aren't being specific enough. So I have an entire program called Brand Message Mastery where I go into detail with tons of exercises on how to figure out your ideal client. And I've done this as a group program a few times before as well. And I've heard people come up against this resistance at this point in the program and they go, I am afraid to niche down because I think that's going to be limiting my potential audience, which means that's going to reduce my ability to make money. So first of all, that is a scarcity mindset, and that's not really true. When you're more specific, you give more confidence to the people who are hearing from you, reading your web pages, reading your social media posts, listening to your stories, whatever it is that you're doing to connect with them. You're going to create confidence because you're able to speak to specifically problems and challenges and feelings and emotions and fears that they have that you understand. So I one time saw an example of this that I want to share for you that I watched like someone's mind be blown in real life. I was part of a, a big marketing event a couple of years ago and Dean Graziosi, he's a, a very well-recognized um, marketer, very smart, strategic businessman, partners with uh, Tony Robbins on a lot of programs, which I've also taken and enjoyed. And I watched him do like a hot seat, which is like a coaching one-on-one um, -on -one in front of a whole bunch of people with this one guy who was a coach. So he said, okay, so I'm a coach. And then Dean said, okay, what kind of coach are you? So I'm a business coach, he said. All right, well, what kind of business coach are you? And do you do like helping um, business owners create 
standard operating procedures and documentation and processes? Or do you help them get their business started? Do you help them get their business ready to scale? Do you help them with mindset around how to actually be able to keep showing up and doing your business? And he's like, oh yeah, mindset. And then I was like, okay, so do you prefer to work with men or women? And he picked men. He's a man. He relates more to men. He could speak more to that. So that made sense. So watching this happen, like, and getting really specific is like, because what would happen if somebody, if he started like marketing and he talking about just being a business coach and, and then somebody comes along and is like, okay, you're a business coach. I guess I'll work with you. And then they show up for their first coaching session and they say, all right, well, I'm really excited to get started in figuring out like how to, how to sell my business. And then the coach goes, well, (laughs) no, (laughs) that's not what we're here for. But he wasn't clear about his niche. He wasn't clear in his messaging. He attracted the wrong person. And as an additional negative side effect of that, he's now like completely lost his own confidence. So you can see how being super specific in your niche actually increases your own confidence and who you believe you're actually able to help. So having super clarity on that is really important. And while a lot of people might say like, and and I've gotten this feedback, like, well, what I do could help everybody. Okay, maybe it could. So say you're a fitness coach or a nutritionist or something along the lines of health and wellness. Yeah, everybody would benefit from being more active, being healthier, like understanding what their vitamins are that they should take. Everybody would benefit from that but not everybody's interested in that. There's plenty of people in this world who are happy to keep eating their fast food and do not want to change from the problem that they have. Even if they have the problem, they have not identified as wanting a solution. So you want a niche who actually wants to solve the problem that you solve. They have to want to. You don't want to have to convince them to want to. That's draining. That's energy sucking. That's not going to be the quick way for you to get the clients to actually work with you. So I want you to think about that. If you are feeling the resistance around, oh, I don't want to be too niche because that's going to like leave money on the table. I promise you it's not. If you can get somebody to show up on your website or your social media and be nodding along that you understand them so much that you're so like clearly in their head. And I had this happen to me before where I had somebody buy like a VIP version of my program without having ever engaged with me at all. Because she said, something that you said on your page just felt like you were in my head. And like, that was enough. That was enough to make her confident that I could help her with what she needed help with. So I just want to add a couple of points around why it's important to understand your niche and how it actually helps you when it comes to thinking about your marketing. Like don't skip this step. Little bonus framework for you here. There are three M's in marketing, your market, your message, and your medium. Most people skip to thinking about where should I market, which is the medium. So should I use Instagram? Should I use TikTok? Should I be doing ads? The answer is, Maybe all of those things, maybe none of those things, but you need to filter it through 
who you're talking to, which is your market, and then the message is what you are saying to those people. And so then what is the right platform for you to actually get that across? So that'll help you decide where you should actually show up when you know who they are, where they hang out. And the other piece is that having clear messaging really makes people feel heard and understood. So if you can identify like specific problems, challenges, or experiences that they're having that they don't want to have that you can help them fix, then they are going to be ready to jump in and get that thing fixed. Like they know that you get it. They know that you understand what they're going through and they begin to trust that you're the person who can help them with it. So I hope that you have enjoyed this different, you know, view on what you can do to narrow down your niche a little bit more. And I'll be honest with you, I've been nervous about doing this too. Like in mine has evolved as well over time. When I first started my business, I was like, I just want to help entrepreneurs. And like, that's too big of a category. I want to, and then I said, oh, passionate entrepreneurs, or I've said things like purpose-driven entrepreneurs. And it does help to give some sort of a label that people will identify with, like an identity. But when I started this podcast, I went more deep. I did my own worksheets from my own program. And I determined that this podcast is for mom entrepreneurs early and emerging entrepreneurs who are moms, who are parents or who want to be, who now we share this experience where I can tell you the story of how my kid puked four times and I got no sleep last night and I had to wash my floor and do laundry instead of doing my podcast today. And you probably get that. <laughs> you understand you. it's happened to you before, something like that or, or exactly that, perhaps. So being able to connect with you on that level and and making the choice to do that for me was challenging because, you know, again, I didn't want to necessarily be that specific. And it doesn't also, it also doesn't mean that I'm excluding anyone else. It doesn't mean I will not work with you if you're not a mom. That's not true. What it means is that I'm targeting moms. I'm focusing my marketing and my messaging on that. And if other people come in during through it as well. Like I'm open to that. I'm not turning it off, but if I try to be more generic and try and cast a net uh, to reach everybody, it just wouldn't work. So I'd love for you to let me know um, what insights you got from this conversation today, whether that was parenting related or niche related and make sure to hit me up on Instagram. And if you want more on this, definitely go and check out my program, Brand Message Mastery. Um, it's on my website, ksco.ca slash brand message mastery, something like that. You'll find it. This is the program where we can go a lot more deep. And if you want to have um, ask me any questions about it, I would be happy to answer those over on Instagram. Have a great day, everybody. And I hope that your kids are healthy. You did it. You just listened to another episode of the Entrepreneur School podcast. It's like you just went to business school while you folded your laundry, prepped dinner, or picked up your kids at school. Thank you so much for being here. I want to personally celebrate your commitment to growing your business. 
you can imagine I'm throwing confetti for you right now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and let us know you're listening by screenshotting this episode and tagging us on Instagram. Head to entrepreneurschool.ca for tons of tools and resources to help you grow your business while keeping your family a priority. You can subscribe to our email list and join our community. And until next time, go out there and do the thing.